Welcome to Unedited, our fortnightly podcast where we explore the opportunities and challenges the retail industry is facing. Brought to you by myself, Diana Bang and Grace Hill. From fashion, beauty and homeware, Diana and I will cover industry topics and shed light on how retailers can create a brighter future. Hi Grace, what have you been up to recently? Oh, well, I mean, as I'm sure many people will also be experiencing, but it's now tier two life here in London. So yes, been trying to work out as I live on my own, who will be in my uh, support bubble (laughs) and hoping people include me. Who are you choosing? Who are the candidates? I mean, it's a toss up, right? Is it your friends? Is it a person you're dating? Like, what is the situation? People you're dating? (laughs) Or just People multiple. <laughs> no, I wish. But yeah, no, other than that, it's been not too exciting except for it's got colder here. So got my winter wardrobe out. Like I'm obsessed with my new green puffer jacket. And yeah, I feel like there's so many exciting, sustainably influenced products out there. I know Arquette just announced that they are but it's it's a hundred percent upcycled down, and I know that there's lots of responsible down sourced puffer jackets on the market right now. So, so yeah, it's exciting. It's made my winter coat purchase a little more sustainable, I guess. Yeah. How about you? What, what have you been up to? I'm so we're going to move flats in a month's time. So I'm trying to plan it with IKEA. Are doing you can give back IKEA products and get a voucher in return. So I'm already planning on how I can get rid of some of my old Ikea products, but I guess will they do at the same price or would you get a discount? How does it work? I haven't looked into it yet, but it's amazing that Ikea are doing this. So just going to go out with the old and in with the new, but yeah. <laughs> it was sustainable at the same time. When is that launching? Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. I need wardrobe. So that's good for me to know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, with sustainability, I've also seen in the news that Gucci have made another statement in their aim to generate positive change for people on our planet by entering the resale market. Yes. So that's not the only sustainability initiative that's been happening. We've actually just published today our 2020 sustainability report. So for all of our listeners, you can access it at edited.com slash resources slash sustainability or follow the link in our description. But it covers everything you need to know about sustainability in 2020. And you can read more about how the major players in the industry are waking up and reacting to the impact that their actions are having on the planet. And on the topic of sustainability, today we'll be discussing how COVID has affected retailers' sustainability efforts. So joining us to discuss this hot topic is Kelly Cortina, VP of Global Apparel at Norface. Welcome to the podcast, Kelly. It's lovely having you. How's everything on the other side of the world in Denver? Hey, good morning. Everything's great in Denver. We are, you know, getting through day by day and making new product. And yeah, we're, I'm excited to be here to talk with you about sustainability today. Well, we are very excited to hear what you have to share with us. So before we dive into the topic, we'd love to hear more about how you started your journey and becoming VP of Global Apparel at North Face, which is an incredible position. And I know I'd mentioned this earlier, but from some LinkedIn stalking, I know we both started our careers in the, in the same, same place at Abercrombie. Yeah, no, true story. Um, no, I've had I've had wonderful experiences working for for such great brands, and so my career did start at Abercrombie's. I was a, a merchandiser with the Hollister and the Abercrombie brands, and just had an amazing experience there, and learned you know all the 
the foundational principles of, of being a, a merchant and um, had the opportunity to work with great talent there as well. And now everybody's sort of spread out across across multiple industries. So it's always fun to reconnect with Abercrombie alums. And then, you know, from Abercrombie, I had the opportunity to, to work with Under Armour and really had an incredible experience working in product and retail at Under Armour as we grew that brand over the course of, you know, over 10 years and really enjoyed working closely with athletes and, and building product for athletes. And then, you know, just a couple of years ago, my husband and I made the big decision to move our family out west and get our young boys closer to the mountains. And, you know, I, I was really excited to to join the North Face the North Face aligned really closely with my personal values. And, you know, they're, they're pioneers around not only the outdoors, but, you know, really being an inclusive brand and, you know, diversity is a, a key priority for them as well. And really creating access for consumers to the outdoors. So it was super exciting to join the North Face and to be able to now join the outdoor industry and, and work on great product and sustainable products for our consumers. And we are now in Denver and really enjoying living in Colorado. Fair, especially at a time like now when, you know, sustainability and also just being in the outdoors has never been more important, right? And yeah, so true. Yeah. And also the lockdown measures, I guess you can be you can be outdoors a bit more than some people. To our listeners, Kelly has a screen where she has mountains in the background and I feel like I can smell the nature from where like it looks so freeing and so nice. So Yeah, you know, with Zoom it's 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 a little bit of a challenge, but it's pretty common to see teammates from the North Face with a rotating background of all the different places they've been and all the incredible outdoor spaces they've explored. So at least that keeps the digital life a little bit more inspiring. (laughs) Better than my kitchen, which is in the background. You have a lovely kitchen. (laughs) Oh, well, it needs some work, that is for sure. I'm seeing the best parts of it with my plants. So Kelly, we know that obviously sustainability has been a hot topic for years now. And in our 2019 sustainability report, we saw a 125% increase in new products arriving online across the US and the UK that were described as sustainable since 2017. So could you tell us about the sustainability initiatives that you've been pioneering during your time at the North Face? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a huge priority for the North Face and also for VF, which is our parent organization that not only the North Face is a part of, but Timberland and Vans and Dickies are are also part of VF. And and collectively, all of our brands are are very focused on, on sustainability initiatives across the board. Specifically at the North Face, though, it's been an exciting time in the last two years that I've been with the brand. We've really focused on innovation and sustainability. One of the the innovations that we've launched in the last year is something called Future Light, which is a waterproof, breathable technology and is almost 100% sustainable. So it's made from recycled materials. It's really groundbreaking in its its technology and performance, but the additional story around sustainability for our consumer um, really goes a long way. And so we were very excited to be able to, to marry innovation with sustainability. Additionally, we have, you know, products that you're probably familiar with that have been with the brand a very long time and, and the consumer continues to, to love. And we've been able to 
you know, evolve some of those products to be recycled. You know, an example of that would be our, our fleece Denali jacket, which, you know, really had, you know, a huge moment in the 1990s and, you know, really consumers continue to love that product. And so that's just an example of something that we've been able to, to make sustainable, you know, for, for a while now. And then we are continuing to do that with a lot of our other iconic products. And then, you know, we also have launched our, our remade line. So we work with a third party, the Renewal Workshop, and our teams are working closely with them to continue to refurbish and generate renewed products from products that get turned in or are imperfect within our distribution house. And we're really excited about where we think that can go. So we basically have a three-prong approach, innovation and sustainability, our icons and sustainability, and then also our renewed opportunity with, you know, basically remade product. I was looking on your website earlier and looking at the video that you guys have about the Denali jacket and the amazing way that you've been able to innovate in terms of like reducing the amount of chemicals and water and the use of the leftover product as well, you know. I was going to say it was such a timeless product and having, even though it's iconic, that you're able to like re-innovate with that. Yeah. You know, it really is about a close partnership with our manufacturing partners. You know, I think as as we set new expectations for ourselves around building more sustainable products, we work really closely with our manufacturing partners. So, you know, we are constantly looking for new ways and new ideas to, like you said, you know, reduce water waste, to decrease dyes that we're using, to reduce shed on our fleece and so on and so on. So there's there's just so many creative things that we continue to discover. But that really does come from partnership with our suppliers and and leaning on them for for new innovations and ideas around sustainability that, you know, are, are really shared goals between us and them as well. It'd be great too because there's so many different types of sustainability initiatives and you have retailers that you know, upcycle or they have, you know, donations via charities or trying to, you know, support emissions from CO2 and things like that. But from your perspective, you just mentioned what was the focus for North Face, but is there initiatives that should be considered standard by retailers? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, certainly pursuing recycled content wherever a retailer can, I think that's something that really is is really emerging as, as an expectation across industries. I think the consumer values, you know, innovation when it comes to material and content. And that's something that everyone, you know, across the board really has the opportunity to to focus on. And and we know that that is, you know, the material consumption is is a large part of where we need to focus to to truly move the needle. Certainly there are other things around manufacturing like we just mentioned around chemicals and water waste. And so I think, you know, across the board, there's so many things to focus on depending on the type of product you make. But certainly I would say recycled content at a minimum would be something that really to me would be a a standard that we should all really hold ourselves to. Totally. And and what do you think from your perspective are the biggest challenges that retailers face in, in being a sustainable brand like the North Face? I mean, it, it truly does take innovation. So I think, you know, it does take planning. It takes strategy. You know, it, it's helpful to really build a multi-year approach, you know, a, a multi-year outlook on, on how to start to really convert at scale. So mm-hmm. how, do, how do you really start to, you know, change ways of working with suppliers, testing standards with suppliers for products? So it really starts to, to alter the supply chain once you make a commitment to, you know, a North Star goal around 
improvement in regards to sustainability. So I think that cost often comes up as, as a big hurdle for brands. And when you're trying to create value for the consumer around product, you know, that, that is a big consideration. And, and because sometimes there is a cost associated with being more sustainable, sometimes on the other end, it doesn't feel great to be charging more for product. And so that's often a common, you know, debate among, you know, inside of brands on how to, how to communicate the value and then also uphold your, your consumer investment, if you will. So I think cost end, ends up being something that can be a challenge, but with the right approach and thinking about a multi-year opportunity, sometimes scale can help you know, eliminate some of that cost and help that become less of a hurdle. And that's something that we've focused on within the North Face, how we really partner with suppliers over a, a time horizon to continue to break that down a little bit. Having like the right manufacturers and suppliers and partnerships to be able to, to tackle that. Yeah, and I think when your supply chain and your brand have a shared goal and, and, and many of our suppliers are really doing incredible things, that makes it a lot easier because then you're really, you know, that brain power just gets a lot bigger. Everybody is really charging towards the same thing and coming up with new ideas. And it's incredible how far, you know, we've come in such a short amount of time, in my opinion. Yeah, I love that it's like this unified effort that needs to get to where you want to be. But um, it'd be interesting to hear about from the customer side as well. Does the, the North Face receive pressure from its customer base to be sustainable? Because, you know, with customers now, they are so in the know of everything that goes on. So it'd be great to hear more about that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the North Face, I mean, you know, we are you know pioneers within the outdoors. Protecting our planet is a chief priority for our brand. And our teammates are deeply passionate about it, as are our athletes. And our athlete community has a has a huge platform around protecting the planet. So this is really something that is is super important to the brand, doing everything that we can, you know, in being sustainable. But also we know our consumer really values this. And so our consumer is also deeply passionate around protecting this planet and respecting the outdoors and 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 we are aware that this is something that is is important to our consumer and we're we're actively trying to be as transparent and also educational around all the things that we are doing to, you know, improve our product, improve its performance, but also to deliver on our sustainability goals. Amazing. And I thought it was really interesting earlier when you were talking about kind of the, the cost pressures and, and, and I know from my experience in retail, you know, you have like obviously a design team that has really excited about, you know, new innovative materials or, you know, trims or ways of working. And then you have to weigh that up with the merchandising team or the team that's bringing that product to market on, you know, that cost benefit analysis and, and the value the customer is seeing. But another thing that I found is the kind of the alignment across categories. So obviously, as the VP of Global Apparel and where you're overseeing multiple categories, how do you maintain that alignment and consistency in terms of the different sustainability initiatives that could be implemented by departments? I would say, you know, about a year and a half ago, we got deeply organized around this because, you know, you very much identified like it can be a challenge, you know, as, as you have different departments and, and great new ideas coming across season after season. But the North Face is, is, a, is a big global brand. So we do drive a lot of volume across the globe. So we, we had to take a step back and really think about our overall brand footprint just through the sheer number of units of product that are shipping to consumers every day. And so what we did was we really took a step back and we really developed a strategy 
down to the yarn level so that we could still honor new ideas, but we knew that the core ingredients of any new idea would be recycled content. And so we made a commitment to ourselves that any new innovation around performance would also be sustainable. So we committed to the fact that anything we do go forward would be in the vein of sustainability in any way possible. And and we really are pacing ahead of our goal that we would be, you know, 90% recycled content across the board mm-hmm. in all products that we make in apparel by 2023. And so what I will say about our design team is that they're deeply passionate about circularity, about, you know, educating themselves and then educating the, the team across design and materials and marketing around how we can continue to, to improve on that front. So our design team does a rotation with our renewal workshop partners and they're constantly, you know, working on new ways to think about the, the full loop so that as we go forward and design new new seasonal product that is all built through the mindset of being sustainable and being as circular as possible. It'd be interesting to hear more about those teams because um, you mentioned design teams and these renewal partners, and this might be different for the North Face, but some retailers, for example, Boohoo have created a new role called responsible sourcing director. So it'd be good to hear from the North Face. I know sustainability is more spread across business, but is there, has there been a change in the organizational structure since sustainability efforts have increased? Have you created new teams or new roles? Do you think retailers need to have a specific department for sustainability? I I do think it, it can help to have dedicated resources within teams to sustainability efforts. I suppose it probably just depends on the maturity around the effort within the brand, you know, whether it's a new initiative or it's something that's been, you know, worked on for some time. We are a brand that has, you know, a voice and a platform. So, you know, we are advocating to protect our planet. So there is a, there is a deep connection between the product piece and the marketing and the PR piece within our brand. So we, we do have dedicated teammates that continue to explore new ideas around sustainability, explore new partnerships, and continue to, to look for new ways for us to connect with our community around pushing these initiatives and bringing new ideas to the brand. I would say that, it is important, I believe, that it is integrated, however, you know, so that the effort is, you know, appropriately highlighted and that there's teammates dedicated based on just the, the sheer amount of information every day that everyone is navigating around this subject and trying to translate into process. But it's really important that it really becomes, I think, something that all brands are working towards. So we've made it an internal goal for the brand. So it really does you know, every year, everyone is measured by our effort around sustainability. So it's it's completely shared. And I think there's a big benefit to that so that it's not in a silo. It's not, you know, exclusive from everything else going on. It truly needs to be integrated, I think, to get the most scale out of the effort for sure. That's the thing. Like if it just sits with one team, then it's easy for other teams to kind of shy away from the responsibility. But it sounds like it's fundamental to the kind of values of the business and everybody's aligned in that. And as you said, sharing that responsibility across the across the brand. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And I think, you know, when you're looking at new ways of doing things, you have to also, you know, it's a problem to solve in many ways. So you have to think about how to do maybe other things in new ways. And that really requires cross-functional partnership to, to think about things end to end. 
Yeah. And I think like the collaboration element and also what you mentioned earlier about it's not just a problem solving that you have to do internally, but leveraging your manufacturing expertise of your suppliers and things like that. There is so much information and knowledge out there and you don't have to go it alone, I guess, is the theory. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the teams are just, you know, they're so passionate about this. Like there's endless ideas on what we could do. And it actually comes down to just sheer prioritization. Like (laughs) we want to do this, that and the other. But, you know, sometimes you have to sort of identify priorities by what, you know, you think can have the most impact soonest and what we believe the consumer will value depending on the product type that we're building. So is it part of the interview process that people, you know, that that should be a passion? It makes sense. But, you know, is that something that you look at your talent. I don't know if it's part of the interview process per se, but I would say that, you know, the North Face is deeply proud of our values around protecting the planet, being curious, being innovators, being explorers. So there's just a natural, I would say, curiosity that that we do hope is contagious around anyone who's Mm -hmm. within the brand or joins the brand. And it's something that, you know, we share with our athletes as well. So it's very deeply aligned with who we are as a brand. And then also, you know, the community that we that we outfit, you know, for adventure. So, so I guess talking about the community that you guys outfit, how can brands encourage consumer accountability as well on the other side of things? I mean, I think, you know, I, what you've probably seen as well is like, there is a lot of information out there and sometimes that can be, you know, overwhelming, I think for consumers. So what, what's important is that brands are, are transparent and, and also educational. I mean, we're learning too, right? So nobody has all the answers and things will hopefully continue to evolve to get better and better around sustainability. So I do think it's important that we communicate with the consumer. We have a conversation with the consumer so that they are more educated around what we stand for, how we build our product and what, what our intentions are around incorporating recycled content, you know, responsible down. Like there are so many elements around some of our volume products that, you know, we will continue to have a conversation with the consumer around. Transparency is key. Mm-hmm. I love that about retailers and brands being educators for consumers. I think this next question is quite a big topic, but with the recent store closures and reduced consumer confidence because of COVID, brands across the world have had to cut back and cancel a lot of orders. So in Bangladesh alone, it was reported that there was $3 billion worth of canceled orders impacting 2 billion factory workers. So from your perspective, how would you recommend that brands navigate their sourcing strategy to make sure they don't neglect the workers in their supply chain in times of uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, this, this has been, I think, probably devastating, you know, for our, our su- supply chain communities, for any brand. And so we really do pride ourselves at VF and also at the North Face on having strong relationships with our suppliers and and being partners with them, as I mentioned earlier. And so we made a very quick decision with COVID that we were going to honor any purchase orders through June 1st. So all of spring and then, you know, any supplier that had, you know, financial hurdles, we were going to work as closely as we possibly could to ensure that that was something we could help them recover from. In addition to that, we've also donated roughly around $200,000 to communities in Bangladesh, Cambodia, India. So there, what I would say is there's an ongoing effort, at least at the North Face and at VF, to support these suppliers because these are our partners for the long term. It's not just a short-term relationship. And, and many of them we've known for so long. So 
any brand ideally would be, you know, nurturing that relationship through tough times that we will hopefully all emerge from. But um, what we've tried to do is is stay as committed as possible. And then even through, you know, goods that were any liability, we've been trying to move through um, extremely quickly so that that's all consumed. So that's not something that suppliers have to, to carry um, the weight of for us. So yeah, it's a day-by-day conversation, to be quite quite honest. It has truly changed some of the things we're doing internally. So the good thing about it, I would say, if you had to look at a bright side, is that internal teams cross-functionally are, have a heightened awareness around that supplier relationship. It's not just the sourcing teams and the product teams that are aware of what a crisis this has been on the supply chain side. So, And so that for that, I'm very proud of our effort there and um, what we are doing to stay very committed to, to supporting our supply chain. Totally. I think that's really interesting. You mentioned that, like, obviously, the heightened awareness within the teams, because sometimes, you know, if you're responsible for trading the product, you are thinking about the bottom line and, you know, your sales. And actually, the fact that as a business that you're very aware of the supplier relationships and also the sustainability impact of, you know, ordering additional units, you know, if those don't sell, what happens to that? But Other than that, are there any other positive impacts that you've seen off the back of COVID in relation to sustainability? Because I know we're clouded in negativity uh, (laughs) as a world. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's certainly what we are seeing is a huge movement in the outdoors. So Mm -hmm. that's something, you know, as a brand, you know, we are so excited about because we truly believe in, in, you know, outdoor therapy. You know, we believe exploration can, you know, bring inner peace and, 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 you know, help open up our minds and challenge us. And so with that, I think there's a deep, there's a deep connection to wardrobe, right? And so I'm sure there's a lot of people right now working from home, looking in their closets, thinking like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Like, when am I going to wear it? And that might be like very sad for some of us because we loved some of those pieces we used to wear. But I think, you know, that athletic part of the the wardrobe is, is needed now because, People are either, you know, comfortable working from home or their their fitness routine has changed. They're getting outside more. And so, you know, we have a we have probably a new perspective on how much a consumer needs, you know, like the the investment in quality versus quantity. And I think that's that's something we should all be paying attention to because that can have a deep impact on the sustainability effort. We don't need to flood the market with so much stuff. You know, if we have integrity around the quality of the product we're building and we believe it can be long lasting, mm-hmm. you know, that that's much more ideal for our consumers than continuing to bring more, more stuff into the world. So I think it has also heightened our awareness around, you know, supply and demand and, and how much we want to be, you know, making. So we're being more curated, I would say, in our approach to collections, more editorial around, mm-hmm. you know, what we believe our consumer will respond to. Yeah, so like that's a big theme that's come through and that we've been seeing in a lot of our reports, like the capsule wardrobe, buy better, you know, all of those types of themes. Yeah, exactly. I was just telling Grace that because I'm wearing earrings and I never wear earrings. And I just thought I would, but it's, I'm just not used to, I'm so much more used to just being in my simple outfits that wearing earrings makes me feel like a different person. <laughs> but I, I feel like you've, you've spoken about this a bit, but what's going to happen after COVID? Are consumers going to, bounce back to their normal ways or what are the kind of long-term trends that you're going to, or do you see sticking around after COVID? I think consumers will emerge, you know, once we, we get through COVID, I, I don't know that things will go back to the way they are or the way they were. I think that the, what we can probably expect is, 
you know, this outdoor influence to continue to evolve. I think, you know, it's hard to imagine everyone just retreating back indoors, going into gyms. You know, I think everybody has sort of seen that there's there's more that we have at our disposal if we just walk outside and, and that that can be, as I mentioned before, very therapeutic and inspiring. And I think that, you know, as people navigate sort of the, the mental day-to-day right now and all of the the things that are happening in the world, like, you know, that can bring a lot of perspective and a sense of accomplishment, you know, with, you know, whatever your adventure is, whether it's, you know, something, you know, perhaps at the beginner level or advanced, you know, it's it's all going to have a pretty high return. So I don't think that's going to change. I think consumers will be also more educated. So to, to spend more time in the outdoors, I think consumers may find themselves more interested in the types of products they're buying, the technical benefits, you know, the functionality of the product. And then of course, you know, how is it made and and how long will it endure? And is it quality? Will they be able to use it again and again? So I think just an appreciation for quality product that probably best outfits consumers for outdoor activity is something that we can expect to be something that, you know, we and the consumers continue to be interested in. You mentioned earlier that transparency is key. And obviously now more than ever, consumers are more in touch with what goes into making their products, who makes them, the impact it has on the environment. From your perspective, how do you think brands can push and embrace transparency? Um, I think, you know, you know, obviously a lot of people are home right now, they're shopping online. So, you know, social media and e-commerce are, are amazing ways to connect with the consumer. So I think that's something that, you know, those are avenues in which, you know, transparency can start to be communicated more. But I also think that this is, this has, you know, sustainability can't be something that sits off to the side or it has to be integrated, which is why at the North Face, we've really made that connection that, you know, innovation and sustainability are one thing, you know, these are not going to be separate things. It's not going to be added value to have something as sustainable. It's going to be part of what we do. And so I think the more that that can be integrated into, you know, external messaging with consumers, you know, marketing has many different mediums right now. And, um, and then I also think that there's an opportunity for, you know, teammates within brands, executives within brands to be advocates, So there's many networks that we're all a part of, LinkedIn being one of them, you know, that's a great platform for teammates, executives, partners, athletes to all, you know, use their forums to also be an extension of the message around transparency. And I think there's a certain part of that that, you know, also is associated with some pride. You know, I think everybody wants to feel like we're doing a good thing. We're protecting this planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned social media as well. And Gen Z is quite a big, you know someone who uses social media quite a lot. I think when I was at their age, I was proud to be playing the clarinet and they just have so many (laughs) skill sets that they can do with with TikTok and all these new medias that I would never be able to do, but it's quite impressive. But also what's interesting is with the sustainability investment group, they stated that 73% of Gen Z said they would pay more for a brand if they knew it was sustainable. So how should brands approach merchandising a sustainable product line? nowadays from pricing and product to timing to market? I mean, I think it depends on the brand and the type of product. I mean, and and I think we have to continue to educate ourselves on the consumer. You know, will that expectation stay? Will they be willing to pay for more? What exactly is associated with that investment? Like what is their expectation on the value or the lifespan of the product? So 
certainly this, you know, back to the theme of integration, to your point, like this has to be part of line planning, right? This has to be part of like multi-year strategies to line architecture and, and really understanding like the value and the feature and benefit set for any product that's sold to consumers. But to your point, I think what we can count on is that there's going to be, you know, an evolving conversation around it. And certainly when you look at Gen Z and, you know, modes of communication like this, we can count on this becoming, you know, an only increasing theme around consumer behavior and purchase. Mm-hmm. And so it starts to inform, you know, also point of purchase communication as well. Mm-hmm. They have such a strong voice now, don't they, as well, that customer group. They yeah. values and, and things that they use and channels to communicate on. So, And they're, they're, they have a big influence too. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly in the outdoor community, I mean, you're starting to see, you know, a lot of influence from, from Gen Z in terms of, you know, even how consumers outfit and, you know, how they're preparing for activities or, you know, as we see new consumers become more active in, in different things that they, you know, we hadn't seen before. So it's, it's, we're seeing a lot of things merge right now. And, and I think that's a really good thing for sustainability specifically. And I think I have hope in terms of sustainability, because I feel like there are many more brands who are, you know, taking that multi-year planning and considered approach to sustainability efforts. You know, Zalando being somebody, you know, a brand or a retailer that has aims to reduce 80% of its operational carbon emissions by 2025. I know the Inditex Group and and Zara products are to be made from 100% sustainable fabrics by 2025 through their joint life program. So, what is your perspective on fast fashion versus luxury in terms of their impact on sustainability? I mean, I, I think it's an incredible thing that we are starting to see the fast fashion brands have, you know, they, the number of products they produce, how frequently they produce, the, the size of their supply chains indicate that they would have a, a major impact on, on the overall effort. So it's a really amazing thing to start to see that shift happen because it can have such a positive impact. I think that's incredible. Zalando is a, is a, a great partner to the North Face brand. And so I think, you know, this similar to manufacturers and and brands also with retailers and wholesale brands, you're starting to see shared partnerships around the sustainability message. So in terms of the consumer community, not only our brands, but also wholesale partners and retailers really putting their heads together to figure out how to to accelerate the effort. And so you know, fast sustainability sounds like a really good thing to me. Certainly, you know, we do need to be conscious of the number of products that we continue to build. But, you know, if that if those can be sustainable, that is a, a huge piece of combating this, you know, pretty big effort. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited. IKEA are even doing like a buyback program where they're buying, you're going to give me vouchers all through November. It's part of their Black Friday that you can give back your IKEA products and they give you a voucher. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> I think that's so smart. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we have a similar, we have a, a close the loop program and, you know, we, we welcome donations at all of our retail outlets and, and stores. And then consumers also get a coupon for purchase if they were able to do that. And we, we typically donate those products to, to, you know, those in need, but I think, you know, all of these types of efforts, and I have to believe through COVID and everything that, you know, we're battling right now, you know, we will be more inspired around things like this, return, reuse, remake, and, you know, good things are going to come. People will be more inspired around ideas and brands that 
are as big as the ones you've mentioned. I mean, that's incredible because they'll have a huge influence on the overall community. Yeah. Kelly, we've been dying to ask you about this throughout the whole episode. But <laughs> we saw the teaser of the collaboration between the North Face and Gucci. Could you tell us more about it? It looks so, like it doesn't give much away. <laughs> the teaser. <No. laughs> Unfortunately, I can't tell you anything about it, but we are, we are partnering with Gucci and it's something that, you know, is a great pairing of two brands with incredible heritage and stories to tell. And so, you know, in the coming months, there'll be more shared, but you know, that's been a lot of fun for everyone involved and we've really enjoyed the opportunity and we're excited for what we have to come. Yes. I know. And like, as you said, like two amazing heritage brands, but also brands with such strong kind of like perspectives and and credentials in terms of sustainability and the impact that they can have. I'm just desperate to get my hands on one of those flats. (laughs) (laughs) More to come. (laughs) We can't wait. We can't wait to hear about it. So just to, to wrap up and to finish, we always ask our guests, but what is the one thing that you would want our listeners to take away from this episode? I mean, I would say to everyone, if I could just never stop exploring. I mean, it's, it's truly what we stand for at the North Face. And I, I really do believe that exploration and innovation are deeply linked. And, you know, when you explore, you become inspired. And, and so much of this sustainability conversation is just a constant evolution. So I think if brands are curious because their consumers are also curious, we can we can do really great things across industry. And that really takes a curiosity and, you know, the desire to to be inspired around around new solutions. So I would say never stop exploring, get outside, enjoy the outdoors. And I hope, you know, that that brings sort of an inner peace to everyone in, in times like this that we're going through. I love that. Beautiful ending. Yeah. It's given me a lot of positivity and hope this conversation, which is... Yeah, I feel good, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you feel good. <laughs> and, um, no, this has been very enjoyable. Thanks for the discussion this morning and giving me the opportunity to speak with both of you been our pleasure and thank you so much and thank you for getting up early and doing this I know it's much earlier in the day in Denver than it is where we are so no problem and thank you so much for being such a willing willing participant and and guest it's been yeah we were so both so excited about speaking to you and getting to hear what you had to say Uh, well likewise I really do appreciate it it's such an important topic and and we are doing such incredible things and as a team we're just really proud of what we've been able to to do in the last few years and and we're just going to continue to do more so it's all the right stuff amazing well Kelly, we'll, we'll let you go. I feel like hopefully this gives you a few more minutes back into your day. I'm sure you're back. back. But we hope to keep in touch and yeah, stay safe. We hope everything's okay at your end. All right. You too. Thanks so much. Be healthy. Thanks. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye. As a listener of ours, we are here to support you as the retail industry continues to bounce back. If you're a customer of Edited, please contact your dedicated account manager and retail strategist, and they'll do everything they can to support you. For all of our listeners that want further insights into sustainable fashion, please ensure that you download our 2020 sustainability report, which is out today, the 28th of October. So make sure you head to edited.com slash resources slash sustainability or find the link in our description. Thank you for listening to Unedited. If you've enjoyed today's conversation with Kelly, please make sure you subscribe to keep in the loop with future episodes. And please tell your friends or family about us. And if you have any further questions, you can get in touch at unedited at edited.com 
or tweet us at edited underscore HQ. Bye. Bye.